0: And Get that pre-order in, and you'll be able to get a free download of a meditation we created and a workbook that goes along with it. Much love and appreciation for your support. Much love. Thank you. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Mark Rose Podcast Mobile Edition, because I'm taking you on a hike with me. I wanted to share with you some of the thoughts that are sort of flowing through me. You know, I I don't know that I can express with words what it is that being out in nature does for me. And, you know, I grew up in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and I wasn't really into hiking when I lived there. And, you know, I snowboarded, but I was not really immersed in nature. I was very much part of Sort of what we do, disconnect from ourselves, disconnect from being connected to the earth, being connected to the cycles of the seasons, being connected to gratitude, because when you put your feet on the ground and you're in a forest or you're in a desert or wherever you are, you're by a lake, you're even in a park, even in a city, there, when you're in the moment and you're mindful about where your feet go and you're just present and you forget about. All the stories we've been taught you know that you've been taught about what you have to be and how much money you have to make and that like is that what life is about is about creating more and getting more and having more money and having more things but do you see how that's sort of the the trick right is to pull us away from ourselves so we can and the earth and so we can step into more consumerism because what we're trying to buy or replace is the very thing we've left behind the the connection to greater than us and so you know i i hope that wherever my voice finds you right now and you could feel tons of gratitude in your heart and really connected to everything and and you also might be in fear and you might not know who you are anymore and you might not know what's going on and you know all the things and just turn back one within yourself through meditation through things like a podcast like this one but you really start to ask questions like who am i who am i really what do i stand for really not what i say i stand for but what do i really stand for Because those types of questions that tell us the truth, like, what am I ignoring? What am I not paying attention to? What does my body need from me? Am I eating the kind of foods it craves? Am I hurting it through the things that I'm eating? Am I honoring its safety? Because we get into such a place where we're so used to feeling like not enough that we put ourselves in relationships that validate that. We put ourselves in situations that validate that. We normalize that. it It is normal because when you observe the world doing the same thing, you think, well, who am I to want more? Who am I to need more? How selfish. The other day I was... Sharing a thought on codependency, like this state of complete self-abandonment that becomes righteous, like, oh, look at how much I love, look at how much I give, and you don't give back. You don't love back. That's not unconditional love. That's me throwing myself off a cliff, mad that you didn't catch me, even though I didn't tell you I was going to jump. And you didn't tell me you're the type of person who catches people who jumps off cliffs that don't tell them. You know? Someone wrote in the comments that, oh, otherwise known as being selfish, when I said, like, you must reclaim yourself. You must draw a line around who you are. You must stand in the truth of what you want. You must find your voice. they said, oh yeah, aka being selfish. That's not relationship. And I thought, that's the classic narrative that supports these views. That's the classic narrative that keeps one in their own habit of self-abandoning. Because now they're shaming others for the same thing, which is really fascinating, you know. Hello. Morning. morning. You know, you guys all said hi to those people we just passed. We got more coming up. Hello. And the voice of that person commenting on what I said is the same voice that we hear constantly from people who self-abandon. That's the same voice. But do you see, that is the same voice of the person inside us who says, you're so selfish for caring about you. Listen to the song of that bird. It's so beautiful. Do you see the philharmonic Provided by nature. That voice of the person, in your friend who says, or your partner, or your family member, who conditioned you to self-abandon in order to be in relationship, that's the same voice. So, you know, of course, for me, I share something that's truthful for me. And someone says that. And it's so easy for me to collapse because my default is to people please. My default is to love. And, you know, I think is to, like, call that love is to is to lay down and say, I'm sorry I I made you feel uncomfortable. I'll absorb the discomfort so you don't. I'll absorb the ripples in your dissonance. So my body will be filled with dissonance because I'm not telling the truth. And then what I'll say is my capacity for dissonance is greater. My capacity for pain is greater. My capacity to hold stuff is greater than yours, so I'll hold it. And that's usually what we grew up doing. Holding other people's pain. Holding other people's suffering. And calling it love holding other people's experiences and calling it and look at us hold it for them but they have to hold it now sometimes of course it takes a village to hold what someone's going through but people need to experience what is weighing them down so they can learn to let it go if we're the ones carrying it for them they're not learning what is inherently the lesson in their bags that they're holding And we are not learning the lesson that's inherent in putting them down. It is the release of the weight that we see, we see, or you see, or the other person sees, it doesn't matter. It's the release of the weight that you recognize that it was never yours. You recognize that there's grief below that because you've not attended to yourself. And the person who's always been giving their bags away, that might be you too. You carry this, this is, you try to help me, you try to heal me, you do all this, I don't want to look at my stuff, then you get your stuff back when they leave you, when you get into a fight, and you try to give it away right away, or you buy more shit, you feed an addiction, as opposed to saying, wait, these are my bags, this is my responsibility, not yours, wow, I'm not broken. That's why we don't want to carry the bags, right? Shame. Because if I hold the bags myself, I'm broken. But if you hold them for me, you're trying to heal me. I'm still broken, but at least I've maintained a connection. At least I've created a contract. I'm going to stay broken. You're going to fix me. And then I can't let it go and neither can you let go of the fixing. And so we're both stuck in a cycle of codependency. Neither of us are free. That's where relationships become prisons because we're prisoners to our wounds and our stories. Hello. Good. How are you doing? Good. Enjoy your ride. What you'll notice is this is the constructs of most relationships. Where there's an inherent contract to carry each other's bags or be each other's wounds rather than heal our own and together. And That's why a relationship, when it ends or when it end, ends up in a conflict or there's a fracturing of some point, there's an invitation always for, for healing of self. You know, there's always an invitation for healing of self and it's only available through the mirror of relationship. So, you know, no matter how you relate, no matter what you're going through, there's always like wherever there's bumps, wherever there's friction, there's information. And we can either look at the friction as something's wrong with me or something's wrong with us or something's wrong with them. And that can be true that we need to heal something or change something or do something. But also recognizing that you're being informed. You're being informed of where you don't know yet how to be in grace, how to be in love, how to be in a space of compassion or boundaries. You know, we often think of boundaries or standing up for self as being a disconnection of love, right? Like, I'm ending the relationship, I'm ending the behavior, they're going to feel abandoned, I'm going to feel guilt, right? Or I'm going to feel abandoned if they have a boundary, etc. etc. But what we actually don't see is boundaries are actually guideposts to love. They are what create trust within self, within other. I trust that if you participate in this type of behavior with me, you speak to me this way, I speak to you this way. We have a channel for love to flow. And that's everything. Boundaries curate the channel for love to flow. Hey guys. How's it going? Good how are you guys? Okay. So this is why boundaries and friction are essential. Because friction tell you where you don't have them. Friction tell you, tell you where you don't actually listen to yourself. Friction tell you where you're not a good communicator. Or where you're tolerating bullshit. From you, from other people. doesn't matter. Again, like, so much of this work as a thing to speak about is challenging. Because there's so much shame embedded underneath these behaviors that people go, But what about this? And what about that? And da 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 And like, wait... You can't say that, you can't, it's like, no matter what, we're 100% responsible for our 50%, as my friend Traver Boehm says. And so, what's your responsibility? You know, I heard a line the other day, and I want you to hear this, because it's really important. And it's that our worth is our responsibility. Hear that again, our worth is our responsibility. We make it another person's by carrying the bags, by healing the thing, by please choose me, please don't abandon me, please love me, please do this, please do that. And when we do that, we give away our worth. Please tell me I'm beautiful. Please like my picture. And all of that is making our worth someone else's responsibility. And if they take it away, we recognize that we gave it to them. So it's essential that we recognize that where are we not taking responsibility for our worth? Where do we not have trust? Because trust is essential for love. It is absolutely essential for love. You must have trust. If you don't have trust, you don't have love. You have what you think is love, or the continued self-abandonment for love, but you don't have love. So I say all of this with a beautiful invitation to answer those questions. Where have you forgotten that trust is essential for you to open your heart? Where have you forgotten that trust must be along with you? It actually, it creates the path, right? Because boundaries. You can trust a path that is boundaried. Hello. You can trust a path that's boundaried. You see that? Because when you're the one setting up what the road looks like, you know you can walk it. Because you're like, oh, there's respect over there, there's kindness over there, there's generosity over there, there's my fucking badassery that says no bullshit. Because when you say no bullshit and you say respect and kindness are essential, you're, you're, like that's not too much to ask for. Do you, do you see that? That's not too much. That's the fucking price of admission to be in a relationship. How are you supposed to open your heart or someone else if neither of you or both of you are not offering kindness and generosity and respect? So look at your relationships and ask yourself, are they reliable? Can you trust them? Can they trust you? When someone tells you that they trust you, ask them what that means. Because then you get to understand what kind of gift that is and also what expectations come with that. I just learned that from a profound teacher. To ask that question. And if there is not trust or reliability, what would we and I need to do to create that? Remember when you are asking for respect, you're not asking for too much. When you are asking for responsibility for self, you're not asking for too much. When you're asking for there to be a baseline of grace and kindness, you're not asking for too much. My only caveat to all of this is, are you doing it yourself? Are you standing in that yourself? Because if you ask for grace and you don't bring grace to yourself or to the other person, you're not saying grace is important. You're saying it, but what are you living? And that's why I said, what do you stand for? Not what you say you stand for, not what you say you want. What do your actions show us that you actually stand for and what you actually value? And shift them. It's that simple, you know, to say, a lot of people say, fake it till you make it. But actually, the moment you make a different decision or a new decision or a new boundary, you're already the person. You've already made it. The moment you actually speak something or say something or act as if, like, act like the person you want to be, you are that person. It's as if you're going to get there in five months or two months. The moment you change, you're changed. Don't forget that. Don't forget to acknowledge how much you've changed and how much you've, transformed to get here it's been a beauty to be on a hike with you i hope this finds you in the most amazing grace and just meets you in your heart to let you know that you're human and it's normal to not know and it's normal to have frustrations and challenges with intimacy and relationship because where the frustrations and challenges live is where our expansion is available much love